Good evening. My name is Greg Smithwick, and I am one of the voice actors here at Stargazer Studio. Tonight, we'll be presenting a special Veterans Day piece. In it, there are loud sounds of gunfire and warfare, and we want to make sure that anyone who might have unpleasant PTSD symptoms or flashbacks is warned ahead of time. We want tonight's piece to be healing and helpful, and not something that causes further injury or trauma. As a person who has PTSD and works with counseling clients with these issues, I'm reminded of what worked for me and for many others. Remember that what you are hearing tonight is a fictionalized memory of trauma and not the trauma itself. Remembering that I am not being traumatized when I remember what I experienced is only that, the memory of that moment. It is not repeating that moment, and once I was taught that, the healing could begin, and it continues. So please forgive us if we get a little loud and honor those who have served, as well as those who have loved and lived with them. Well, when else am I supposed to read it? Mail call was two days ago, and I haven't even had a minute to take it out of the envelope. This patrol is the closest thing I'm likely to get to privacy, and I don't need you screwing this up for me. John is a soldier. It doesn't matter in which war. It doesn't matter on whose side he fought. He is defending his country. He is 35, in good shape for a small man, married, and has a three-year-old daughter waiting at home to hug her daddy again. John rides next to Ralph, his brother-in-arms. Ralph is older than John by at least a couple of decades. He is tired and has lost much of his humanity in his nearly endless years of watching death and destruction at every turn. The point of being a scout is to search for the enemy. If your eyes are on a sentimental scrap of paper instead of on the world around us, you can get people killed. You can get me killed. And I ain't quite finished being a cynical bastard yet. Just give me a couple of minutes. Dearest John, I hope this letter finds you well. Sarah misses you. She asks about you often, but I'm not sure she's sure who you are. She has vague memories of you, and I can tell that she's jealous of her friends whose fathers read them a story every night before bed. I read her your letters, all three of them. What was that? John looks up from his letter. He observes the tree, whose branches appear to be moving unnaturally, and he slowly draws his gun. Both men stop their horses and stare. They are silent. They are apprehensive. They are frozen in attention and a touch of fear. Maybe, maybe it was nothing. Maybe it wasn't. Both men guide their horses cautiously toward the tree. Something's moving in the branches. They're directly below the tree. John has traded his pistol for a rifle, and both men aim their firearms toward the branches. For a moment, all is still, 
then a mountain lion leaps from the tree and both men fire. The bullet pierces the animal's heart and it lands badly wounded on top of Ralph. Its claws open a gaping wound on Ralph's face. The noise alerts armies from both sides and the bullets begin to come from everywhere. John drags Ralph off the road and into the bushes on the side of the road. Are you hurt? I've had worse. Keep down. We wait together for the mail to arrive every day. We hope always to find even a word or two from you. Each line that you write gives us just a little more hope that we'll see you again. I know why you're fighting, and I know it's right. Sarah is too young to understand, but she knows that her daddy is a hero. She asked if you were having tea with Hercules today, and I told her that you probably were. We're ready to die, and you're reading a damn letter. Well, can you think of a better time to do it? Who did you think I was going to shoot from here? Let me be. Your Uncle Melvin came by yesterday to help with some of the repairs. The door has been broken for over a month, but he thinks he can get it fixed. He took measurements today. Sarah learned Silent Night last night because Rupert sat on the porch all night with his little banjo, singing it over and over again. I don't know what's wrong with that boy, it's June. Then he came in and told Sarah a story of a couple of ancient armies. He told about how on Christmas Eve one of the soldiers started singing The Friendly Beast. Some of the other soldiers in his army joined him. Pretty soon, the soldiers on the other side were singing it too. They crossed the enemy lines and sat and drank together by the fire. They promised that tomorrow morning they wouldn't fight each other. But when the sun rose, their generals told them to charge. And they did. Soldiers come through the bushes, and Ralph fires instantly. John reaches for his gun, but is hit with the butt of a rifle and falls on his back. The letter flies into the air. Blood spills into his eyes, blinding him. There are arms. Cease fire. This one's still alive. The soldiers drag John out onto the road. He looks up. Everything has a red glow for him. Am I, am I alive? I hope so. We're working on it. And that's when the explosion blows them all into the For some time, the sky is filled with debris. Leaves, branches, and bits of flesh waft slowly to the ground. The letter lands on John's sightless eyes. I don't know why. But that story always gives me hope. Even if it's feeble, there's a chance that love can grow, and we can end all of this someday. At least that's what I get out of all this. I hope you're home soon. I can't wait to hold you in my arms once more. All my love, Mary. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created 
equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation, or any nation so conceived and so dedicated, can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that the nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us here to be dedicated to the great task remaining before us that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. That this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom. And that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Abraham Lincoln, November 19th, 1863. Hi, my name is Greg Smithwick, and I played John. Also, Sasquatch is real. I'm Fred Eater. I wrote the script, and I played the narrator. Ralph, played by Michael Silvestri. Abraham Lincoln, played by Jesse Rogers. Soldier played by Jenner Zeno. Produced by Studio Stargazer. Additional sound design elements provided by Epidemic Sound. You can become a part of Stargazer Virtual Community Theater by coming up to anyone on the cast and crew. If you support any one of us on Patreon, this show is for you. This is why we're making it. 
you can learn more about Stargazer Virtual Community Theater at studiostargazer.org.